My man. <laughs> How you doing, brother? Let me let me let me turn it down. I've got your uh your let me see what this is. Your Red Star Pandemic playlist up. I got your Red Star Pandemic playlist up, man. I'm in here vibing. <laughs> All right, that's good. Thank How you, you doing, bro? Yeah, good. How you been? What time? First of all, what time is it for you right 10:30. now? 10:30. Oh, okay, nice. You're in LA. Yeah. Yeah, nice. LA. I've got one question because I am outside. Like before we even like get into it, so I'm. How familiar are you with with LA? With like the terrain? Like the you know just like how houses are set up, stuff like that. I'm I'm vaguely familiar with with LA. Oh, okay. Certain areas, yeah. So most most houses have like a rear unit, kind of like it could be a garage, like a garage in some cases, and other cases like a shed, whatever it may be. So ours is basically like my studio, you know what I mean? And like my kids play on the other side of it and all of that. Okay. It has no insulation and it has no heat. Now, mind you, in LA right now, it's like 50 degrees. I am like, Freezing. Yeah, you, got, you got the layers on over there. <laughs> it is so cold to me. And what's crazy is that I'm from Chicago. So this is my, like, and I've lived in New York for like 10 years. So like, this is my first year in a warm place. And I'm like, I've changed immediately. <laughs> How are you like, okay in Canada right now? <laughs> oh, and you know what? The weather down here is actually pretty, pretty nice considering. Really? Yeah. It's, well, okay. it's, Minus seven. I know that's going to be pretty cold for uh, for you guys where you're at right now, but for us, it's uh, it's pretty mellow. It's mild. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> this is a lot warmer than it was the last uh, few Decembers, which is it's nice. At least like it's a little bit warmer during like this pandemic and stuff, so you can yeah. go out and enjoy a walk or a run outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. That is so crazy. Um, and then running in that. So like, I have so many questions. <laughs> first off, first off, let me let me uh, properly introduce everybody, greet everybody, turn up the, uh, the theme a bit. So, welcome to Warm Notes, everybody. Um, I am Dave of Dave and Sam, and I'm here with Junior Brown, at Blair Junior. Um, and what we do here is we sit, warm drinks, or, you know, whatever you like. What, what are you having right now? I have some cold ice water. Some cold ice water. There we go. That's how they do. <laughs> We sip a drink and, you know, we just, we, we talk about, about the things that kind of uh, bring us together, um, you know, shared appreciation for, for, for the groove, uh, similar frequency in terms of taste, you know, and it's something that you can know that you can, I can almost kind of see it and feel it through Instagram. I'm like, yeah, I, me and this guy. <laughs> and then when I go and check out your playlist, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. We, we listen in tune to the same, same kind of music. So. Um, that's basically what we do. We just tap in about about the groove um, and just kind of catch up and relate. And especially in a time like this right now, the pandemic, where everybody is just so spread out and conversations happen in just a variety of ways, you know. 
Yeah, definitely. I honestly, I think even with this pandemic and what's been going on, I feel it's been bringing a lot of people together. Like yeah. the amount of people that I've been meeting and networking around, like globally, just based from from COVID, just exactly what we're doing right now. So, yeah. you know, even though there's a chaos and a pandemic and all that, there's still, you can still pull out like a lot of uh, opportunity uh throughout that uh throughout that chaos there's positivity every single day you know what i'm saying you just gotta, yeah every single day there is some sort of uh positivity you just got to be able to uh sift through the dust and find it you know what i'm saying I hear so, that. Like this, and this is this is positive right now just connecting with one another getting to know one another and getting to know the audience right yep absolutely now uh, that's that i mean that's that's definitely part you know just again, just th that shared motivation, man. Of just you know making the connections, keeping it alive. Um, yeah, so preserving the culture, brother. For real, for real, <laughs> absolutely. Oh, um, I, I have one one question for you, just to kind of dive into things because I'm so, uh, you know, everybody in, in music wears multiple hats. You have to, right? Um, yeah. You know, even even if our hats match, um, everybody wears multiple hats, and. I am intrigued, especially like myself, I wear multiple hats. Um, I'm intrigued by the fact that you are an owner and operator of three venues. Yeah, so we, uh, so I own uh, three spaces. Yeah. There's a coffee shop called Lockstock Coffee. Yeah. And we have a bar and restaurant called Red Star. And then we have another spot called The Bower, which we recently converted into uh, Chameleon during the pandemic just to, you know, navigate around um, the pandemic restrictions. So yeah. the Bower was like our main kind of like nightclub or okay. hybrid nightclub, if you want to call it, because it was only 150 person uh, mm. capacity. So small space has like a lounge feel to it, but you still have the dance floor and all. Um, so yeah, we had to like switch things around just yeah. to get the doors open and still provide the culture for the people provide okay. you know provide that uh, that offering that people want how has that just that pivot process i mean everybody has been has had to pivot in some way right but um and you've definitely experienced it i'm sure with music with djing gigs all of that but then on the same side of it you are also a part of the industry that is impacted you know yeah definitely spaces and people being able to congregate being a place being places that you know you think coffee you think a bar you think a restaurant these are places where people congregate so you're basically like a like a facilitator of connections of yeah, culture definitely in your in your town you know so just pivoting from that perspective man what's that been like yeah it was at the beginning you know we just like majority of the people you didn't know what the outcome was going to be like and like how long this pandemic was going to last for. Yeah. So the, initially, right when we shut down, which was middle of March, we took the opportunity to renovate the bar and restaurant Red Star. So we spent three months doing, you know, all kinds of things from like new washrooms, new floor, mm. you know, thinking that we'd reopen sooner than later. Then things continue to stretch out a little bit more month after month. Now we're in like the fifth or sixth month and we're like, oh man, we haven't, you know, we, we need to get 
the ball rolling and start generating okay. some revenue. So um, the first place we opened was the coffee shop, which we share the space of Red Star, the bar and restaurant. Yeah. So we open up that place first. Then we open up Red Star after, about maybe about a month after we open up the coffee shop. But then the bar, Bauer, which converted into Chameleon, we didn't open that up till September. So about mid-September is when we wow. opened it. Yeah, we wanted to like wait it out a little bit just to yeah. just to kind of see how things played out when yeah. they said, you know what, you can open up bars and restaurants. So we just wanted to see what how things played out with other uh, bars and restaurants. And then we just wanted to make sure it felt right for us and it felt right for the staff to make sure yeah. that they're ready to come and uh, be kind of like the frontline workers in the industry during this pandemic, right? So all our staff were really cool and really supportive and really excited to come back to uh, to work and especially the Chameleon and they wanted to, they were really excited to come back and experience the space, uh, music especially, because that was a big thing that people were missing, you know? And, mm -hmm. you know, you see like, there's so many live streams going on and, yes. you know, a lot of people are tuning into live streams or just tuning into, you know, playlists and stuff, but to actually go to a venue and see somebody play the music yes. is almost like foreign for people, you know what I mean? Right. At the time. So when we reopened, we had a lot of uh, community support, which was great. How's it? How's, how, how, how we, had to, we had to shut down now. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So now we're in uh, our second lockdown here. In, yeah. uh, in Alberta. So the entire province is in a lockdown, which started uh, started in mid-December, mid and it's going to okay. go on for a month. And then we'll just reassess the situation and just see if they need to continue those restrictions or open things up again. But yeah. honestly, I feel like they'll probably continue the restrictions. And even if they say, you know, you can or we can reopen up uh, the bars and restaurants. We'll, we'll still do it very slowly and just want to make sure that it feels right, the staff yeah. are ready, um, and then if the community and if they're ready, you know, it's like we've got to make sure that the people are ready to come and feel safe and, you know, and are excited to come out. Word. Um, question about, about uh, your path. Are you a a serial entrepreneur, or is this a new um, space for you? Oh, but we've been at this for close to twenty years. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So, my two business partners—they're my two best friends. Got it. From high school, one guy I've known since we were in grade one. Day ones. Yeah. So he <laughs> actually lives in Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, so he's been out in LA for close to 20 years now. Okay, wow. Yeah, so he uh, does the acting thing down there. He's on uh, Young and the Restless. <laughs> and then my, uh, my other business partner who's here in Edmonton, he yeah. is a corner and operator just like myself. And yeah, we just, you know, we we're just young kids just deciding, you know, we big fans of the industry. And at that time when, before we opened, we were already in the scene like throwing parties from hall parties to okay. club nights i was already djing so it was kind of that like natural transition 
me and my business partner who currently works with me here in Edmonton. Yeah. We were living in Vancouver and it was around 99. And I got this DJ gig right by our apartment and I was playing there every Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. And just hanging out at this place pretty much like five days a week. Me and my, my roommate, my business partner, we were like, you know what? We need to come back to Edmonton and do this. You know, we already, you know, we have the support. We have the community. Mm -hmm. Our families live there. Mm -hmm. If we want to start something up fresh, we should do it in our hometown. Yeah. So, and at that time I was 20, 22 when this was happening so you know we're young naive not really didn't know the main business side of it but we just kind of just rolled rolled with it and yeah you know we we actually didn't even have the full financing to start up the business right off the get-go it was just you know kind of taking money from one guy's account yeah putting it in another guy's account getting a letter from the bank saying yo i've got this amount of money in my bank account yeah. then going over to our landlord saying Listen, we have the finances. We can make this work. Yeah. Okay. You guys got the keys. Okay, let's see you make this happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, we're just young kids just trying to uh, trying to learn as we go. And, you know, almost 20 years later, here we are still, you know, providing the offerings for our community, which, which is great. Yeah, we have a lot of, we have, we've had a lot of support here in the community, which, which is amazing. Okay. That is, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's impressive. It's amazing. Um, yeah, I, like, I myself am I'm an entrepreneur, like outside of music. I'm also like a, a, a product designer and a web developer. And I've been doing, you know, creative direction and consulting for years and um, in corporate spaces. Right now I'm doing it in like the tech startup space, you know, out here. So um, it's always interesting to me because I think that that, when you the type i guess the uh the things that, that that people are kind of interested in outside of music oftentimes inform often something you know inform things about their personality that kind of indicate what you're getting from their craft if you know what i mean yeah um, there's an intentionality there and so it's not to say that you know i'm everybody has intentions everybody has goals right but there are people that you know see things uh, 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 you know, one of my favorite, uh, you know, like country phrases is, is uh, putting the paint where it ain't. You know what I mean? Um, you see there's a need. And this need lines up with a passion. Exactly. I'm going to feel that need. And I'm going to figure it out. You know, I may not have, I may not have, have seen how this was done before. I may not have had a blueprint on how to go about achieving this. But like, you know enough know-how enough research enough you know intuition and enough intention and you can you, you can figure it out you know and so yeah, yeah. and, the, and the, <laughs> I appreciate that and yeah. the thing that you said is like the passion you know what i mean it's just yeah. like figuring out what first of all figuring out who you are knowing Absolutely. yourself so well what you're into what you're not into and uh for myself i knew that was music at a very young age uh growing up in a caribbean household dad's from Jamaica, mom's from Trinidad, uh, you know, growing up over the years, like my parents had house parties, like mm -hmm. every second weekend, DJ playing in the corner, people mm. dancing. So I was just like absorbed by all this soulful cultural music. Right. Yeah. And then just growing up in like high school, like 
you know, getting into hip hop, making like little mixtapes for my classmates, then, you know, do my first travel to London, England and meeting some of my family members out there and then getting inspiration from like that culture. Like yeah. this is like, you know, in, you know, in like late eighties or whatever, and then coming back to- wow. and, there's a there's a whole scene happening. Oh yeah, definitely. Late eighties. Like, <laughs> yeah, internet wasn't around, yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. you need to go to certain cities to experience that culture, right? You have yeah. to be engulfed in it. So, uh, you know, traveling to places like London to go visit family and coming back to Edmonton, you know, I always wanted to share the cultures, mm. share the things that I've learned and share the things that I'm into. So it just became like that natural progression from like those high school days, then throwing hall parties, then yep. throwing, you know, fashion shows and then throwing club nights. Then from there, moving to, you know, for us, the bigger city would have been like Vancouver, you know, yeah. you feel like you've reached this point in your hometown. You're like, okay, I want to move. I want to need to get out of here yeah. and to get more uh, exposed. So moving to Vancouver was like our next step. And that yeah. was just like a quick little platform where we were there for only six months where we realized like we need to go back home and actually really do something. Cause there, yeah. was, there was a void in our city for that type of venue that offered the culture that the people, that the people wanted. Uh, you know, whether, like, whether it was house music or hip hop yeah. Or even like just design, like interior design. Like there was nothing in our city that like paid really close attention to space design, right? So we awesome. came in and brought in all these different elements and we were the only ones in the city at the time that was doing that, right? So yeah. um, just from there, it was just like a constant progression and journey. And, you know, we've we've had like our ups and downs, which, you know, with any type of, successful business it's like you know you gotta you gotta go through the shit to get to the sugar seasons, you know what i mean seasons man yeah that's yeah no that's 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 impressive and, and i thank you for, for for sharing that man um what is what is your favorite warm drink at uh Lockstock? oh it's definitely a gibraltar okay break yeah. that down for us so gibraltar do you know what a gibraltar is uh-huh yeah so it's like a cortado so it's two okay yeah, two ounces of uh, espresso, which is a little bit of steamed milk. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like in between the cappuccino and a macchiato. Okay. So I always start my day with a Gibraltar. Gibraltar. Yeah. Um, in case I forget, I'm going to have to write that down. And I'm going to find this Gibraltar. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of coffee do you drink? Um. So I... I typically drink drink black coffee. When I'm feeling fancy, I drink like a dirty chai. Okay. Um, I like to sample different, like locally brewed, but uh, like specifically black owned um, brands and businesses. So there's a few out in LA, um, like Hilltop produces their own. Um, and then in the Bay, we actually went to the Bay to pick up some Red Bay coffee. Like oh, wow. that that's like, I'm, you know, my wife and I, and I give kudos to her because she's even more of the adventurer, but like, uh, we're just that intentional about, you know, what we keep around us and, and you know, curating our spaces and, and so on. So, yeah, yeah like, like, I like the taste of coffee, you know what I mean? 
Um, yeah, especially when it's good coffee and it's poured right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Yep. So that is, yeah, that's, but, but I'm not always, you know, hip just again to the name. So, so one of the things I'll tell you about myself is that um, I ask, like, this is very natural for me. Everywhere that I go, that I interact with somebody who does something that I am either like aware of, mindful of, and just like even slightly curious about. Um, if they look even remotely like they know what they're doing, then I just ask them questions about what they do because I like to know things. <laughs> yeah, you're a curious brother. I love that, man. That's all you know what I mean? I, just, I like to know things. I like to, and then be able to, you know, kind of take something, kind of take a note, have it, and then five years down the line when I have to create something from the perspective of that person or you know, in collaboration with that person or somebody like that person as a, as a client, you know what I mean? I, I have a frame of reference, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, what is, tell me this, what is the warmest record that you can think of? The warmest record? Oh, Brooklyn Roasting Co. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good company. I like their stuff. Somebody in the comments. <laughs> yeah, the warmest record. Oh, what up, kid? That's a tough one right now. I can't even uh, give you the warmest, the warmest record. Yeah, a warm record. Any, 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 any record that that immediately right now you can think of that feels cozy. You know what I have to say? Summer breeze, my main ingredient. Just because even though it's winter time, you know what I mean? I like yep. to hear some of those summer sounds and that summer feeling, you know what I mean? To kind of put you in a good place. But yep. yeah, right now that's the first thing that came to my mind. That's what's up. That's a good one. Uh, main ingredient, that reminds me of my pops. Um, you know, my, uh, and I, I respect that choice. Uh, my wife has a Thing. And it's one of the things I always say that this is like, you know, some of the game that she spit to get me, you know what I mean? Because I was the prize. Um, <laughs> no, she uh, would always say every season is summer. And the idea is just basically that, you know, it's 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 what you make, it, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a mentality above all. Um, and this was at a time we were living in, in, in Brooklyn, New York, and then plotting on... Um, Plotting on moving to Montreal, um, to the, I think it was like the Mount St. Louis neighborhood or something like that, had the whole scene laid out. And then we're going through like our first winter, our first New York winter together. She's a country girl. And uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> we live in Los Angeles now, you know, to, you know, so. Uh, but again, just that idea of, you know, wanting to go out and grab summer and just kind of you know, being able to grab it in a song, something I appreciate. Um, the tune that is, I guess it's a couple tunes from one album in particular that, that, that are on my mind tonight. Um, Patrice Russian, the Straight From The Heart album. Um, um, Remind Me. Oh, and, what a jam. Um, what's the one that Mob Deep sampled? Um, Where There's Love. Yeah, Where There's yeah, Love. Yeah. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah, that joint. Those yeah, my dad songs. Still asked for that record back. 
What's up? Like, that's one of the records that my dad still asked, where's my Patrice Russian album? <laughs> like, my dad lives out in Jamaica, and he still okay. thinks about some of the records that I've that's hilarious. File, and that's one <laughs> of them. I mean, it's such a classic, man. Oh, it's yeah, definitely. Gosh. Gosh, that that is a she is talented. That is that is talent, like you know, personified. When I think about that, oh, <laughs> uh, how how do you stay warm in in Edmonton? And I, I I've already figured out that your perspective is different because negative seven for you was like that's mellow. In Chicago, we in Chicago we would say that's decent, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and so negative seven. Like, that hurts. It hurts my soul to think about that. So you, you definitely got to be in layers, that's for sure. You know what okay. I mean? Yeah, 100%. You know, um, our spot, me and, my, me and my wife's spot is nearby the club, like literally like two, three blocks away. And I okay. like to walk around the neighborhood more so than drive. And I'm always got to have my thick headphones on. They kind of act as like... Over here. Yeah. <laughs> those ears warm with my little yeah. ear muffs. And, you know, I always play soulful music. Yeah. Every morning when I'm coming over to the coffee shop to get my Gibraltar, it's like I have to have that that perfect good morning music to kind of lift the spirit. Yep. Walk a few blocks, get my Gibraltar, and it's just like simple. That's that's keeping me warm right there, you know what I mean? Mm. Even if it's minus 30 or minus 7. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, that, that's a lot of manifestation, like, in that, that you get to bask in. <laughs> In that in that route, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, you gotta start the day off proper, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. How how um how do you balance your music career with with running running your and, and I get the synchronicity of you know as a as a as a DJ and essentially I mean you're you're a designer as much as you are a DJ in, in my opinion. You know, just from the spaces to what you actually have, you know, how music kind of dictates what happens in a space, if you get what I'm saying. And so, um, but how, so I see the synchronicity, but how do you, what's your balance? What's your priority? Well, obviously the business is definitely a high priority. Yeah. Um, but the whole DJing thing and the music thing all correlates with it. It's all part of the process, you know what I mean? Because yeah. uh, at the club, at Chameleon, I DJ there every Saturday. So for the last 19 years, that's been my main night. For those who know, every Saturday. And I play every Thursday at the restaurant and bar Red Star. In between the gaps, it's like, you know, running the business, always going home and organizing music whenever I have that like little moment during the day. So it's kind of like a constant uh, process of a balance between music, running to the business. You know, we have, we have such a strong support team here. Yeah. Trusting team that, you know, does a lot of, uh, a lot of the day-to-day -day stuff for us, especially at the coffee shop, Red Star and, and Chameleon. So, you know, mm -hmm. we do the things that we need to do during the day, me and my business partner. And then we do have a lot of our own, you know, spare time to do our own thing. And during that spare time, you know, going through music and organizing that stuff to get ready for my gigs. And then obviously having like some, you know, my time for me and my time for me and my lady, right? Yeah. 
but at the end of the day, it's like it all comes down to having like a tight team, you know, like, you know, tight business partnership, tight crew of staff that take ownership and have the passion like we have the passion. Yeah. So once you have a team like that, it's a lot easier to have a balanced lifestyle. You know what I mean? Team is everything. That That's something that, you know, <laughs> that's something that, that I'm, I'm definitely figuring out. Um, I have grown as a delegator over the years. Um, and I think so much of my struggle with delegation is less about, has, always, has been less about power or less an ego and more so about, again, wanting to experience everything, right? <laughs> but at some point, you have to be able to say, this is my lane, you know, to a certain extent. Like, these are, you know, so I would say that for me in the last few years, that, that for me is kind of pared down into music and design. I'm like, that's what I, what I really enjoy. Those are the things that make me happy. And when I get a chance to then parlay that into creating visuals and things like that for my music, you know, then yeah. that's where it, it meets and I get to kind of branch out and film, you know. But I, it's still based around those two, two centers, you know. But it's taken me a long time to figure that out. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I do the design at, uh, for all our businesses as well. So Word. all the graphic design, um, you know, I deal with, like, all the, you know, the communications with the social media accounts and then obviously do, like, the day-to-day -day work and then the DJing. But it's like I've kind of figured out my my pattern. I've got mm -hmm. a pretty uh, smooth schedule during the week. You know, certain days I do certain things. So at the end of the day, it's just like you know you got to have a good balance of time and just like I said, have a have a tight team around you that yeah. can, you know that can delegate as well for you. That's dope. What are you listening to right now? You know, I've got in the background. I've got an. Oh, one of my old mixes from Red Star. Okay, word. But you you can hear the music in the background. Oh no, I, I, that so that was actually like an existential question. Oh okay. But you answered it finally. <laughs> okay. So what am I listening to right now? What kind of? Yeah. Uh, well, this year, twenty twenty, in terms of like you know something a little bit on the alternative tip, Salt was like. Oh my god. Yeah, like that. They, they Amy Fisher, what up? up? Pardon me. Just shouting out the commenter. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Salt is, uh, you know, hit it really good for me. Yeah. Um, like during, um, like during the start of the pandemic, I was kind of like digging around, like a little bit more, uh, just like different different sounds to kind of incorporate to to my mixes, whether it's at Red Star or even when we reopened uh, Flower into the Chameleon. Yeah. So, you know, I was getting a lot of influence from different types of DJs or different artists. Like Krung and Bing was uh, another cool band. Uh, you know, hit it pretty cool this year. Um, Their album with Leon Bridges? Oh, yeah. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Talk about Warm. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, you know, I'm kind of weaving in and out of like all types of stuff from like old Afrobeat to like my roots from funk, soul and disco, uh, yeah. in terms of like house, like, you know, not only am I hype with the Dave and Sam boogies, you know what I mean? 
Thank I gotta you. say, I, you know, the stuff that you guys have been putting out has been fantastic. Thank you. And Thank you. you know, it's the, the thing that really hit me were were the vocals. Like Thank that was like you. the first thing that just like instantly I was like, who are these guys? Was that I think it was a Derek Carter uh, yeah. remix was the first so, thing that I heard. That goes back. That goes back. That was that was like the that's like the bootleg at this point. Like like you can't get that anywhere but vinyl. Now. Yeah, so that was the first thing I heard. I was like, "Holy shit, man!" Like, yeah. who are these guys? And then, that and every single time that I saw your guys' name on any of like the the promo stuff, I was just like, "Yeah, man!" Like, these are these are guys to pay attention to. You know what I mean? And it's just that, like I love that. I love that spoken word, rap, harmonious flow over top of over top of house. It actually reminds me of when I first started DJing. Mm. I had a really close friend of mine who now lives out in uh, Berlin. But this one night when I was DJing, he's like, yo, man, yo, you got a microphone here? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I got a microphone here. And then the brother just starts freestyling over top of uh, my beats. And I was just like, yo, man, this is five people were going crazy over yeah. it. And then we started getting um, booked as like a duo where he would just like freestyle over top of my music. So when I first heard like the sound of your voice and then the flow of it, it was like, oh, man, this kind of like, hits home and like yeah really, really good for me so it was instant i'm i'm gonna tell you what's so fascinating about that particular story and it goes back to like my hypothesis about frequencies you know and about us just like certain people navigate on a very similar frequency that's essentially how sam and i got started okay like what you just described is essentially how we got started <laughs> um Sam and I, and I'll, you know, get, get the brief version, but we had a mutual homie who was singing and I was in a rap group called the Paxtons with my childhood bestie. And um, Sam basically was DJing for our boy who sang with us every now and then. And so at one point, of course, in Brooklyn, those worlds collide, you're all in the same set. And he was also mixing throughout, you know, the rest of the night. And, and watching him mix and just kind of listening to the selections, I was like, this, you know, again, you, when you're a designer, you have, you know a designer when you come across a designer. And I'm like, he curates, he's curating this. Like, this is a scene right now. This is pretty epic. And I, I let him know that. I kind of walked up and just kind of gave him his props. Like, yo, you got it. We, very soon after that, ended up, you know, hitting him up to support us on our hip hop shows. Um, and then in those sessions, you know, oh, you make beats too? Okay, cool. And so um, it was, you know, Sam had this whole diverse kind of space, but he was mostly existing in a hip hop world, basically in Brooklyn at the time. Um, and so that was that. Maybe a year into that, you know, I pull up at one of his parties at a space that we were both throwing DIY party. Like we both had event series going on at the same time. Um, and in mine, I was, I basically would perform at my event, at my own event book all the acts, you know, out of the community, essentially. And then would MC throughout the night and host, you know. Um, and so Sam would also have a similar kind of thing in the same space, but it was just mostly DJ sets. I crash his one night and he starts playing like Chicago house, Chicago foot, like, like deep house, like footwork, you know, just, just the whole spectrum of it. And I'm like, yo, we're, I, we, we, were, we were drinking something a lot stronger than this, you know, at the time. And I'm like, yo, let's go. <laughs> and basically crashed the set. And I'm up there freestyling. My boy is up there footworking. 
And basically, like, a day or two after that, Sam hits me and it's like, look, I got some beats for you. I feel like I've been sitting on on, on, a, on a, a, a very Chicago-inspired deep house, you know, batch, and I think this can work. And the first track he sent me was You the Shit Girl. Oh, okay. That was like 2012. Oh, damn. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's amazing. Just that's, like that, just like that natural uh, process, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's the part that, that again, that's why we got to do stuff like this, because that's the part that people are missing, are those kind of moments of just, you know, you just see somebody in their craft in the moment, you're like, this, I got an idea, you know? And it yeah, clicks. definitely. Um, but yeah, that definitely, I mean, the, the David Sam project has been an example of that whole paint where it ain't philosophy. Like I've been doing hip hop. I, I particularly thought it was pretty good, you know what I mean? But like when, when, when I started doing what the Sam and I were doing, it was like, once we made, you know, that particular track, I realized in that moment, like, wait a minute, hip hop in house has happened. It's happened a lot. It definitely still happens now in bursts, like a hip hop artist does a house song, you know, those things happen or a remix happens. Yeah. Um, but it just, I feel, I felt like it's been a long time since somebody just tried to make a very thoughtful album set to dance music tempos that was still like lyrically, you know what I mean? Yeah, that and, like honest lyrics that have yeah. meaning and feeling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, sound, and sounds great. It's like- Yeah, thank you. Yeah, man, it's like the perfect uh, harmony, man. So yeah, like I said, man, the stuff that you guys have been putting out is, is per perfect, man. It's like top notch, I love it. That's big, that's big. I appreciate that, bro. I do. Um, I will send you new music because we, we've been working like crazy. Oh, amazing. I'm looking yeah. forward to hearing that. Yeah. I'll send you some new stuff. We've, we, we, Sam and I in particular are probably about a full length's worth in. And then I've been working with other uh, just producers in the space, you know, because that's, that's the one thing that's been cool about this project. And I think other, other artists in the house world realizing that it's kind of unique yeah definitely everybody's like yo dave i need a verse yeah so. this is like this the stepping stone brother yeah yeah and so do so. you still do hip-hop so I, I still do it but it's funny enough now it's like i used to get hip-hop beats from a few different you know corners of, of, of my my network you know in my emails probably monthly i don't even get them anymore like it's it's a lot of the new the, the new producers that I've met on this you know dance journey, but then now my homies are inspired and are like creating dance tracks. Okay, nice things in this space, and you know, so that that's that's been really fun to just kind of see that shift. And for me, again, I'm from the south side of Chicago, so it's like this this idea. It's nothing new in my head, you know what I mean? It's nothing, you know, there, there's always a point where people are like, oh, they're grabbing for EDM or a rapper is kind of grabbing for this space. But I'm like, nah, this is actually kind of what we were always, like where I'm from, like this is actually kind of our, our birthright, so. Yeah, yeah. You know, another <laughs> cool uh, uh, vocalist is like someone like Kid Enigma from yeah. Uh, yeah. Chicago. Yep. You know, and 
it's kind of like the has that same kind of like feeling of that uh that hip house yeah flow but yeah no i love i love that style man like hip house for me is like you know i i love hearing that spoken word style vocal yep. especially something that has like meaning and feeling and it's not like some cheesy cheesy ass soulless vocal you know what i mean I mean, I, I I definitely had a point when I was kind of mood boarding the records where I was like, if Gil was still here, Gil would definitely be doing, like, he'd definitely be messing with House. Um, if not some kind of, like, you know, just modern jazz fusion, you know, trip hop, just some kind of something in that space. And so what would that look like? You know what I'm saying? If, like, coming from this era as opposed to from you know where rap was for him but like what would that look like with like today's cadences with you know today's like polyrhythms and 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 you know all of that like what would that look like and so it really was like kind of a a, a science experiment that i just felt like has really been fun it's like it's, it's it's been fun to kind of put all that together and then just have this thing that again it's it sticks out a little bit in the space, you know. Mm -hmm. And yep. that, that's what I enjoy. Yeah, I like the I like the track facts. Yes. <laughs> that 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 is I'm proud of that. That the video, all of that. That's yeah, man. That that is definitely one that I mean that video, I don't know if you have you seen it? I haven't seen the video, no. I won't I won't say anything about it. Watch the video. And just hit me back on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But I mean, everything about that tone, man, is my soul went into that. Um, and that was very Gil Scott inspired. Like that was, you know, direct response to what was happening politically at the time. Um, and again, I had, and actually shout out to Kendrick Lamar too. Kendrick was somebody who I, I heard, I guess, on, I guess I would say maybe to Pimp a Butterfly. And I was like, okay, we're gonna shift battle rap to being like, I'm battling the, the system or I'm battling against the institution. Like battle rap won't be, I'm battling another rapper anymore or taking somebody's girl and all of that. Like, nah, like I'm about to battle rap against white supremacy. And yeah. like all of that was kind of floating in my, in my, my brain at the time. And that was that. Well, the outcome was great. Thank you, dude. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, that, that was that. Um, and Sam, kudos to Sam on that. That the production. I, I remember coming into his crib and like he was playing around on the roads, and I was just like, "What is this?" And yeah. So, so Sam, uh, Sam does more or less the beat production, and then you yeah. just, uh, do the vocals on in the back. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a very kind of old school MC producer, you know, combination. Um, thing that's really pretty cool about uh, about Sam, or I, I won't say pretty cool, but I say it's special about Sam is that you know he plays like every instrument, and so there are tracks like Sauce where I, I watched in the room as he like went from you know the rose, the limba, the bass, back to the you know to the drums, I mean, to the drum machine, you know what I mean, like all in one sitting. Um, and then the vocals came out of watching that. Um, 
So yeah, he's he's really dope from that space. But he's a musician, you know, first, and just happens to be a really good DJ and a really good producer. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, all those things kind of flow out of the way that he designs music. Yeah, what uh, artists have you been into lately? Man, uh, you know, you mentioned Salt, and that is Salt just, you know, the last two albums have just had me in a different place, you know. Um, one thing that, that, you know, working in the house space really opened up for me was just this idea that, I don't always have to have 16 bars and I don't always have to have, you know, certain type of lyrical structures. Like we can chant, we can, you know, I, I can sing to the best of my ability. A lot of the singing that you hear on our album is stuff that I referenced and wrote and then, you know, kind of handed it off to somebody with way better pipes than me. But, you know, just that I can exercise all of those, um, those spaces, you know? And so that album or those albums, I mean, it's groove on top of groove, but it's literally like three hours of, of really soulful, beautiful, and well-structured, but simple protest music. Yeah. That's a feat. Like, I don't think people are talking about that as a, you know, how much of a feat that is. Like, that's, that's Grammy, album of the year, you know, Ju was it Juno? Uh, yeah, Juno's in, uh, <laughs> in Canada. Yeah, we don't even know who all the artists are uh, within Salt. Yeah, like yeah. And are somehow they, are they, they're managing that in the social media era. What's that? Somehow they're managing to be anonymous in the social media era. Like, how is that possible? Yeah, I know. And are they uh, from the UK? Are they American? Yeah, UK. I, I, I do think they're all from the UK. But yeah, that I mean. Everything there is just is, is nuts. Um, I've been listening to the Vision uh, album on Defected. Yeah. Um, I very late, you know, to awareness of him, but been West Beach. I guess I think I when I saw when I saw that we were going to be on the same stage with them going into Defected Croatia a few years prior. That's when I kind of dived, I dove into just everybody who was up there and what you know, and I found like one of his albums from 2011, and it had like a track called Something for the Weekend and a few other joints on it, but it's, I was like, this is, I don't like making comparisons, especially in a live platform, because like comparisons can be offensive to some people, but growing up, I had a real fondness for Jamiroquai, and I had a real fondness for like JK and, and just that whole universe they created musically, even down to the damn didgeridoo track on yeah. that album, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, that was Emergency on Planet Earth. Yeah. Like, cosmic funk. You know, I still, like, pull out some Jamiroquai tunes when I play next door. You got to. Uh, at Red Star, yeah. You got to. I, I sample some Jamiroquai, like, or in, in my hip-hop days, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, it's just, yeah. And I think I got that energy from his music. And so then, you know, when, when the Vision album dropped, I'm like, no, this is... This is so, and, and I, I love it because I feel like they probably have even less up, like up tempo dance tunes on their album than we have on our album. Like it, it really is just groovy music. Yeah, feel good music, man. It <laughs> still makes you move. Yeah, and no matter what the tempo is, it's uplifting music. And yeah, that's the thing that 
I've uh, learned during this entire pandemic is it's like all the music that I've been after, it's like it needs to be uplifting. I don't want to hear anything that's too too dark. It's like we're already in kind of like this dark hemisphere right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to hear like uplifting music, whether it's like uplifting vocals or it's just whether the, whatever the tempo is, as long as it has that feeling that it's like, you know, I, the spirits can be lifted and, you know, kind of s- step away from that chaos that's surrounding yeah. the world right now. You know what I mean? No, I, I hear you loud and clear. I, I I have even come to a place, this is one of the songs that I've done this past year. Excuse me. One of the songs that I've done this past year, I've been sitting on for months and I felt it was special right when it came out, but it was like very present right in the moments of the early protesting and things like that that were happening, you know, in, in the U.S. Uh, after George Floyd was killed and, you know, Breonna Taylor and, you know, everybody else, Regis and, and, and Canada and, and, you know, as all of that stuff was happening, I, I, I knocked out a few songs. Um, a few, two in the morning, you, you wake up and you got to start writing and then at eight, you're recording. You know, those kind of moments. Um, and there's one that I probably thought was the gem of them all, but it had this refrain in it that, you know, was just, I won't even say it because of how triggering, tr- triggering it could be, but it's something that now I'm looking at eight months later and I believe in making timeless music. And I was just like, you know what? I actually don't want to be in that space that we were in. Like I want, I need to change this, you know, I, my wife helped me see it. She was like, make it, make it a more hopeful lyric. Like, that's why you're stuck on it. Make it a more hopeful lyric. Like, just, just flip that, like, flip that phrase somehow, figure it out, you know? Yeah. And that's the space that I'm operating from as, as well right now. Like, my conceptual lens is fogged by, you know, the world. And so I'm like, no, I, I need to, to, to keep the hope. I need to still speak to what's happening, but I need to keep the hope. Um, in the music, and then also, I'm kind of now focusing on craftsmanship. You know, that's how these talks are even. You know, this this series is is even happening. Is I'm really inspired by craftsmanship right now because at the core of it, you know, that's what's gonna get. That's one of the things that's gonna get us through. You know, anything. You know, when craftsmanship just definitely. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah. Things I'm listening to right now, definitely saw it, definitely that vision at home. Um, I've been intentionally, I mean, I, uh, I, I, I kind of hoard genres. So, like, there are a few jazz playlists that I am just, like, addicted to, like, a drug right now, you know? Um, I have to, like, check every Friday and, and see what's new. Um, Apple Music, I'm trying to remember what it's called. I want to say it's, like on the corner or something like that. But it's one of the, it's some playlist that's kind of centered around, you know, it's all groove based music. Some of it goes as far as like hard bop jazz and some of it goes as, you know, deep into like basically new disco. Um, so um, that's a space that I, I, I stay in. I've also been doing this, I don't know, I'm getting in this, in this, this mode where I'm so technical about how I see what lyrically should happen on house music production that I start kind of playing with tempos and then experimenting with what could happen. So for instance, 
I had an epiphany very recently that Miami base was is definitely at, like that that that's a house tempo. That that's a high speed house tempo. And so I started going back to like rappers like um what's that boy's name? JT Money and like Poison Clan, like Luke affiliates. And listening to, you know, I couldn't do too much to live crew because at this point I'm a dad, I got two kids and it's like, I can't, I can't like walk around with like two, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, with that chanting and, and you know, going on in my, and, but uh, I had to, I was like, okay, who was who trying to rap a little bit more and tell a little bit, a few more stories? So I, I ended up with like Poison Clan and a few other entities and I'm like, listening to those flows, even the guy who did the dip, Freak Nasty or something like that, like, I'm listening to those flows and I'm like, ooh, that could be fun. I'm going to try and parlay that cadence into dance and it should work just because of the tempo. Yeah. Um, and we'll just see what happens. And so I'm doing things like that. So I kind of hoard like, you know, subgenres of music. And that's one of the things I'm doing right now, just to kind of keep finding inspiration for how to deliver, you know. Well, you gotta share that, uh, that playlist. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I I I run it down to you, man. Definitely. Well, look, man, I'm I'm looking at the time, man. We coming up on an hour. It's been a blast, bro. I I, I think we probably got more eyes in here now than there were at the start, which is it's pretty awesome. I think that means people like the. <laughs> well, oh, Thanks you know what? Let's take a question. Me. Let's take a question real quick. Okay. Ah, I see my folks in the building freak me. <laughs> Man, laugh. Okay, what projects are you working on? What projects are, are you working on right now? Well, at the moment, uh, no projects in terms of like business projects. Mm -hmm. uh, for 2021, it's mainly going to be just trying to get the slow burn happening and get the businesses reopening, continue uh, staying connected with our audience and networking with different people um and just like preserving the culture right but uh in terms of like new projects or new ventures we're not going to be uh dipping into anything right away it's yeah. just mainly just you know we got to get out of this portion of where we're at and then just get the businesses going and then we can uh move from there and just decide what we want to do like we have some other ideas like you know maybe doing another venue but you know that that time will tell, you know what I mean? We'll see what happens. Word. Hey, I, based on everything that I've seen and heard thus far, I know that if you want it to happen, you're going to manifest it. So, yeah. But it's for you, it's going to be for you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Oh, but, but uh, no, yeah. that, that, oh go ahead. Go ahead. What are you gonna I was going to just say thanks for uh, reaching out and yeah. inviting me to come and have a chat with you guys. Yeah, yeah, man. Let's stay connected. Let's stay connected. You know, let's, let's send music and um you know just just stay tapped in that's that's definitely one of the things that i am kind of committing to for 2021 is just um you know tapping in with my folks and then also being more respectful of you know the fortune i guess of the network that you know we have just through music music gives us such a network you know from so in so in so many levels so um one of my goals is to just kind of really tap into that and, and, and just see where that takes us. In, in the yeah, future. yeah, definitely. So uh, be well, stay warm. I will. You especially, yeah. Mr. Below Seven. Yeah, no, I'll be good. I'll be good. <laughs> you know, it's and it's uh, New Year's Eve, so 
I know it's going to be a quiet New Year's Eve for majority of the people. Yeah. But, uh, you enjoy the final you. final hours of 2020 with your family. Man, you know you know what we're going to be doing? It's, it's our tradition. Uh, yeah. Mood boarding, or I guess vision boarding with the kids. Oh, nice. So how, old are, how old are the kids? How old are the kids? Six and seven. Oh, beautiful. Six and seven. So we, we set up around the table, cut up, you know, tons of magazines, and then just literally, you know, create the vision for the year. And then it's, it's fun. We frame them, hang them up in the house. And it's fun just going through the year. And, like, the kids will look and be like, oh, you did that, Daddy. More content. Yep. Oh, you did that. How, did you get better skin? <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, think about when they get older and then they, like, look back at all the all the years. Yeah, it's a, I love that idea. Yep. So, you know, go ahead, put that in your pocket. Take that with you. <laughs> but, yeah, no, that, that's what we'll be doing. So, um, yeah, to, to, today, I was about to say tomorrow, today is going to be about reflection, you know. Um, just really, in my house, I can say, you know, being thankful for, thankful for the fact that we, you know, are still afloat, we still got our health, you know, and have probably actually become stronger in our unions and in our dedications to our crafts. Yeah. I think, you know, due to the environment, the instability of the environment, you know. Definitely. I think two, 2021 is going to be definitely a big year for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, I think we'll see the, the, the hopefully, you know, the, the, the better sides of ourselves, you know, flourish everywhere. Yeah, 100%, man. So... We got some some love in the in the comments. Truth, my family, we're grateful for you, man. Thank you. Not grateful. That does my heart so good. Oh, it's a blessing to be a yeah. blessing. Bro. <laughs> so yeah, we are gonna end it on a positive one. Good night. Um, oh, and just so that you know, I'm sipping on um, some Mikey tea. Um, it's a, a, a new tea brand uh, out of New York City by a DJ and producer named Mike Nasty, who's got some really dope house that you should check out. Yeah, I'll look into that. Yep. So, uh, and uh, yeah, and hell, check out his tea too, because y'all have a, a coffee shop. <laughs> so, uh, good night, take care, and uh, peace be with y'all. Definitely. We'll be in touch. Thank you. For sure, man. Okay, happy new year. Yep. Happy New Year, brother. 2021. Let's get it done. <laughs>